Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome in. A Monday morning. The NFL playoffs are set. The Jazz are off on a big road trip and started it very well. Plenty of stuff to get to today. Uh, Let's start with the Jazz. They just shredded San Antonio. And in a bizarre way, that's encouraging. Normally, I think you would say, well, it's great to start a road trip with a win, but the Spurs aren't very good. True story. I don't think the Spurs are very good. I don't think there's much in the way of expectations for them. And I think that those predictions are going to be spot on. problem with the Jazz is I think they've shown a trend that they play better against the better teams and they play down to the level of the opposition. I think they still have a a decent record, actually maybe even pretty good record against lower opposition, but they tend to win those ugly. They don't tend to look sharp, kind of the way they won at Oklahoma City. I mean, they won. But they played down to Oklahoma City's level. And sometimes you don't get away with it and you lose to Minnesota at home. But they were sharp from the get-go. They won every quarter. Um, Quinn Snyder said they were present in every corner, which is a way of saying, well, we didn't mail it in when we got a big lead. There were some runs by San Antonio, but the trend was the thing kept widening. You know, It was a 10-point lead at the end of the first quarter. It was a 20-point lead in the middle of the second quarter. It was 14 at the half, but it went to... Back up over 20 at the end of the third, and uh, they led it by 30 at times in the second half. It was, it was good. They were good defensively. Rudy was really focused. He was just going after guys, and the Spurs kept challenging him. It didn't make any sense to me. You know, I think Steve Nash proved a long time ago that once you get the ball you know, within seven or eight feet of the hoop, you're not committed to going for a layup and challenging a big guy. You can keep that dribble and, and spin around and try to find someone making a, a late cut through the lane or kick it out to a three-point shooter. Not just in a corner, but maybe back up at the top of the key. With Nash, he never gave anything up. And the Spurs were just like, they were just going to try and climb Gobert's chest and shoot over him, and that just didn't work. He blocked six shots. He changed more. He intimidated some guys. It was... uh, It was quite the tour de force. And the three-point shooting was great. Bogdanovich cut loose. Um... You know, I think, and it wasn't just bogey, it was a whole team across the board. Guys were making shots. And, and of course, that pumps everybody up even more. We've seen now through six games, two games where multiple guys shot really well. And when that happens, they blow out Portland in the opener on the road, and they blow out San Antonio on the road. And when they have one guy have a really big game, you know, the way Conley did in the one over the Clippers, um, Bogdanovich was really efficient when they won at Oklahoma City. I think he scored 23 points. Not like he had a 30-point game or anything, but uh, hit a high percentage of his shots. You know, they can win those games. And then there's what happened in the two losses to the Suns and the and the Wolves. Eh, you're not going to win them all. Everybody in the West already has two losses, right? It's the Lakers, Clippers, and Suns at five and two, and the Jazz and the Pelicans at four and two, and there's a bunch of teams at three and three. So give this thing some time to sort itself out. But the Jazz are off to a nice start, and they're off to a good start on the road. And they played a team that isn't very good, and they played very well, and they're three and zero on the road. One and two at home, three and zero on the road, and I think we all have to accept this year. It's it's been true through football season. Uh, I, I don't think it matters if it's pro or if it's college, if it's football, it's basketball. You can go to whatever sport. Um, you know the home court advantage to a certain degree. It's the fans giving the home team energy when they're dragging and when they're struggling, and and maybe possibly influencing refs a little bit. <clears throat> and those two things are gone because you got between you know zero or a couple thousand fans there. It's just not the same. It's not the same, and I think we're going to see the home win percentages fall. Still got to deal with the travel, so there's still that. There's still something to be at home if you don't have to deal with the travel. That's positive. Um, but a good start for the Jazz. Uh, and then as far as the NFL this weekend, that was a pretty good final Sunday. There were some dramatic games. Um, 
There weren't many upsets. I think largely things went the way they were supposed to be. Cleveland over Pittsburgh seems like an upset on the surface, but Ben Roethlisberger didn't play, so it's not. And Buffalo beat Miami at home and knocked Miami out, kind of the way you would expect. Um, Green Bay, New Orleans, the top of the NFC, Seattle, uh, one, two, three seeds, all took care of business. Washington won. Alex Smith, what a story. Comeback player of the year. They are two and eight in Washington when he doesn't start a quarterback, and they're five and one when he does. I think it's a quarterback driven league. I've heard that. You may have heard that. And he's won five in a row. I will say that it's not just gunslinger Alex Smith, though. Uh, it's uh, the defense has played well. And, of course, Alex largely avoids turnovers. Every once in a while he gets caught up in them, but he largely avoids turnovers. It does put the defense in bad spots, and it's hard to drive on that defense. There's a lot of – you look at the wins, 13, 16, 17, 20. They're, just, they're, they're not scoring 20 points or more, you know, so it makes it a little easier to win. And, of course, he helps them out by not turning the ball over. Now, can they get pressure on Brady? If they don't get pressure on Brady, they're going to get beat. That's the way it's going to go. If they do get pressure on Brady, maybe they have a chance. I still don't think it would be 50-50, but they'd have a chance. Seattle was famously 7-9 and won a mediocre NFC West division. Okay, bad NFC West division. And then beat the Saints at home. And the Saints were the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, That was the game where uh, we saw beast mode on full display. Great run in that game. Uh, Other things we saw. You know what we saw? We saw talented veteran quarterbacks be at their best at winning time. You know, games that looked like they were going to be lopsided, finished lopsided. But if you look closer, they weren't lopsided early in the fourth quarter, even late in the fourth quarter in some cases. Um, Go to Green Bay. That was a 21-16 game. The Bears were right there with the chance to make a play with four minutes to go. And what happens? Uh, Green Bay throws a touchdown pass. Aaron Rodgers throws a TD pass. Uh, Then they get an interception a couple plays later, and then they run it in, and they win 35-16. Boom! There it is. (laughs) Just blow it wide open. Um, who else did that? Oh, Tom Brady did it. Tom Brady's another good example. He threw four touchdowns during 99 yards. Uh, but that game got close. They were up big early. I think they were up two or three, three scores, I think. And Atlanta rallied and got it to 30-27, to 27, and Tampa's lead is down to three. And Brady throws two late touchdown passes and wins the game. There you go. And they win 44-27. Just win it going away. Uh, same thing happened with Seattle. They did not score at all in the first – well, they didn't score a touchdown in the first three quarters. They kicked some field goals, a couple of them. And then they scored three fourth-quarter touchdowns. And Russell Wilson has just got to go and, – and the first one, I mean, they're in trouble. They're down 16-6. And he eludes the sack and starts to run but keeps his eyes downfield and hits Lockett with, a, with a, uh, just a bullet for the touchdown. And then uh, threw another one to him for the go-ahead score with, I think, two and a half minutes to go. Heck of a comeback there by Seattle. Elite quarterbacks, man. They are such a great weapon. So are elite running backs, though. How about Derrick Henry? Wow. 252 yards. And then they win the game. (laughs) The field goal off the upright as time runs out. Bounces through. If it bounces out, the Colts win the division. But it bounces in, so the Titans win the division. And now they'll be the four seed, and they get the Ravens at home. And the Ravens are playing playing well, man. They just smashed Cincinnati. That wasn't even close. So there you go. The playoffs are all set now. Triple headers Saturday and Sunday to get the NFL playoffs going. And coaches getting fired today. It's Black Monday in the NBA. Who gets let go? Adam Gase was first. The Jets let him go last night. So they're going to make the move there. And now we'll see uh, who else makes the move. There's... Other teams where stuff could happen. We'll just kind of have to see how this plays out. I think Jacksonville is on the radar. The Chargers could be on the radar. 
Um, you know, there's a few possibilities out there. Maybe Philly, I don't think so, but maybe. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out. Maybe Denver. Seems like a toss-up there. Not sure what they'll do. All right, we're going to take a break. I know that's what we will do. When we come back, uh, some college hoops as the Aggies get two wins, the U's get two losses. Uh, we will get to that, uh, and we'll hear from Larry Kristoviak after the loss to USC. We'll do that next in the Best of the Jazz postgame show on the way. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. So, college basketball this weekend. The, uh, the Aggies get a pair of wins. The Aggies pick up victories. They sweep Air Force, as expected. They've now swept Air Force in San Jose. And, you know, they ought to be beating up teams. They're going to be in the bottom third, bottom half of the league. And they did. Now they get New Mexico next week in Texas. It's getting moved to Lubbock, I think, home of Texas Tech. And so they're going to play on a neutral court there. Uh, New Mexico really doesn't want college sports in their town. They moved the Vegas. Uh, Vegas hosted the Lobo football team. And now the Vegas bas- or the uh, Lobo basketball team is going to Texas. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that plays out for the Aggies, but they're off to a good start in conference. They're 4-0. They're blowing people out, and that's all you can do when you play the bottom of the conference is blow them out, and they have. And it's for the Utes. Coulda, woulda, shoulda at UCLA. They lost, and then they turn around and get beat at USC pretty soundly. Couldn't store to score to start the game. Got down 20-4. to Actually retook the lead late in the first half. And it was still a four-point game midway through the second half. It was 44-40, and they had a chance. And they got blown out down the stretch, 20-6, to and one basket getting like the last nine or ten minutes. Just not good enough. Two just big dry spells. Uh, Larry gets asked about that. Actually gets off a pretty funny line. It's hard to have grace under pressure, and Larry did. Um, But, you know, they're 12 straight conference road losses, so he's definitely under pressure. Here's Larry Kristoviak with the media after the game. Coach, just talk about what happened in that second half where you guys just went four of 30 shooting the ball. (laughs) Well, that's 26 of them I've got to explain. Uh, I can think of a couple layups, you know, when it's a two point game, uh, it's a variety of things, you know, USC, let's not forget USC's top 10 in the country and defensive field goal percentage from two. So shots aren't easy to come by. Um, you know, when you get them, you got to make them certainly more of them, but we missed two layups in a, in a one possession game that those make a difference. It's a, uh, back-to-back layups, you know, I, I thought our defense was really good. This this is a – I don't know if I've ever been involved with a game that the score doesn't indicate what type of game it was. But uh, we've got a big week ahead of us to try to shore up some offense. I've been really pleased with our defense. If you look at the Mobley brothers, you know, with the exception of the dunk at the end, they would have had three points between us between them. So our guys are buying into some things defensively and, and our offense is behind our defense right now. So that's going to be a challenge for us and look forward to jumping into it this week. And then to follow up on that, you, you, uh, you know, from, from that first half where you guys uh, started slow, but then came back and, and, you know, punched back, was it just really on defense where you guys were just starting to be more aggressive? Well, I mean, that's, that's where it starts. I mean, you got to make a couple shots, right? We had, we had a hard, the lid was on the basket for us to start with. And then we hit some shots and got into it. But 
I was I was really impressed with our defensive focus. We had, uh, you know, turned them over 10 times in the first half. Our pick and roll coverage was great. Our double team coverage was great on their post up guys. Uh, there was a lot of defense that kept us in in, in the ball game. And so, you know, I we've been sitting in a hotel for five days. Not that anybody's going to feel sorry for us, but, you know, there's not a soul around. Uh, it's, it hasn't been easy for our kids. And it's what we talked about on our second time out that, you know, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. It's time to wake up. You got to go out and make your own breaks. And they sure responded after the second media timeout and started getting into the flow of the game and our bench got involved and it was, it was fantastic. Again, it's just too much pressure. Uh, our offense is putting too much pressure on our defense with teams of this caliber. All right. Moving along to Josh Newman. Larry, when you're in the half court trying to deal with um, a USC defense like that, you know, that's long and athletic, they've got a couple of guys who can really protect the rim. Uh, you know, how, how, how tough is things in the half court for your offense? No, it's, it's difficult. You know, you, you have to have a little bit of a plan and hard to sim- This is the tallest team in the country. And uh, if somebody has any suggestions for how you simulate some of that, uh, some of the length and the deflections and the block shots and things, you know, you can talk about it a lot, but that's not us. We're not close to being the tallest team in the country. So uh, some of, you know, some of its concepts, I think film is going to help us when we look at missed opportunities and uh, our guys need to gain some confidence and we need, I told them, uh, we're going to put some time into offense and we better not forget how important defense is, but we've got to make some strides uh, as we head into conference right now, getting a lot more functional offensively uh, than we have. But having said that too, uh, we come off from playing two really good defensive teams, UCLA and USC. You know, let's not bury our head in the sand because we had a hard time scoring. They're two teams that are elite uh, defensive and rebounding and physical type teams. And look, there's no consolation prizes, but in my mind, we're in a one possession game with UCLA. And for all purposes, in my mind, the same thing goes here. We were real competitive on the road and we just, uh, we'll have to clean it up this week, which I, I said before, I'm looking very much forward to. Larry, just to follow it follow that up and you kind of touched this already you know you're in a one possession game at UCLA this one was nip and tuck deep into the second half um, a lot of the road games last year you guys would go down big and it would be very tough to come back can you take any solace in that you guys appear to be you know growing and getting better on the road well you know I think a lot of people want to talk about you know I heard something on Sports Center after the UCLA game about how we hadn't run a road game since February of 18. I mean, that sounds like 1963. You know, the fact is we didn't win a road game last year. And uh, it's life's not easy on the road. And uh, yes, yeah, some of those games were out of, it's a different season. You know, we're competitive. There's probably less home court advantage overall for everybody. So, you know, we're just, we got a different team with a different spirit and um, each game tells a different story, but you know, I'm, I'm confident we're, we're going to be fine as long as everybody keeps working and, uh, and staying together. Right now, moving on to Josh Furlong. Right, one or two games obviously don't make a good sample size, but when you, when you are struggling on offense or different things, you've had a lot of players that have obviously stepped up and done different things and different mixtures. 
is this a scenario where maybe you look at offensive units or, or different types of lineups? Obviously, like Ian, he led the team with 10 points, and Pella kind of provides the spark. Are, are there something where those types of guys can come in, or is it still uh, kind of status quo that way, or is, how do you jumpstart it that way? No. I, I, you know, there's elements to offense. I think, I think there's execution. I discussed this morning at breakfast with our guys. The more games I watch on us, we, you know, we don't do a great job screening. We don't do a great job using screens. Uh, it doesn't have a whole lot to do with what we're running as much as it is kind of a concept of, of getting guys open. And then we need more reps. We need more offensive reps. You know, I'm, I'm watching the Ohio State football game last night. and We played the same number of games that they played. And they're talking about finding some rhythm and, and some different things. You know, we – this is the first couple of games we've played in a long time. If there's one thing that's going to be a little bit out of sync that I'm willing to tolerate, it's going to be some offense. Uh, I'm ultra proud of the way our guys came in and guarded and controlled that element. And I told them they're not going to hear much from me uh, if we play with that kind of energy and, and activity. Uh, and the offense will take care of itself. But we, we've got to make some strides. Uh, it's going to be on us to put our guys in position to be successful. Our guys have to make plays after the play where it's a little bit more of an audible and going to make plays. And a big part of that is having some confidence. And, you know, we had, we had a confidence against Idaho, but it's been a while since we played Idaho and you need to get some rhythm and you need to get some combinations together, but we don't expect one person to carry the load in, in regard. I'd love to have a team that has five guys in double figures and we've got plenty of opportunities for guys to, to score points. So um, I'm comfortable that that's going to take care of itself. All right. Now we'll head on over to Cole Bagley. Coach, what are your thoughts on the team just shooting 13% from three? And do you plan to change your strategy moving forward? Uh, no, I'm, you know, I, we missed a lot of open ones that <laughs> in order to shoot a normal percentage from three, you have to make the ones when you're open. There was a two part problem. We missed, a number uh, we missed in one stretch and, and, you know, I'm, I don't know how you guys watch games, but you, when you watch a game as a coach, it's a little bit different in one stretch four possessions. We missed two layups and then we missed two drawn kick threes uh, to perimeter guys that were wide open. And so, however, whether it's a two or a three in order to not put so much heat on your defense, you've got to be able to knock, knock down shots. So, you know, you're on a road, uh, a different environment, whatever the situation might be. Um, there's really not a whole lot that we need to tweak. We need to step up and make some shots and we need to clear, clean a few things up with uh, execution, but I'm comfortable. We've got, you know, plenty of guys that can put the ball in the basket. All right. Swing back to Trevor Allen. Coach, now now that you guys are, are uh, done being on the road, you guys have four games at home, but you guys have got a little bit of a shorter turnaround with, with the game on Wednesday. How do you guys uh, sh shift gears quickly and move on to Oregon State? Yeah, I don't think that's going to be much of a discussion really this year. Um, you know, there's going to we're going to start jamming some games in here and some with some short turnarounds. You know, three games in a week kind of stuff. Uh, I think our guys want to play. We need to do that. We need to have a couple good practice days, Monday, Tuesday. But to me, finding some of that rhythm, is it's better to just be um, playing some games. And I don't, I'm not fearful of a short turnaround, really. And a lot, of, a lot of teams in our conference right now are going to be 
uh, living. I think watch. I think Oregon State, if I'm not mistaken, will will be playing their third game in five nights. So that's quite a bit more of a turnaround. Uh, we'll have a, a little bit more rest time than they will. So I don't think that's going to become part of it. I think this season's going to be a little bit of survival of the fittest to have a mindset and not be thinking that you're playing too many games in a row. So I really don't think that's going to be an issue with our guys. All right. Now back to Josh Newman. Larry, just to follow up with Trevor asked about the Oregon state game. I'm curious, you know, you guys have played some weird game times, right? Four o'clock, five o'clock. Um, obviously TV dictates these things, but the fact that that game is at nine, um, what does that do in terms of altering um, whatever game day prep you may have? Well, I've always liked to play earlier, Josh, personally, but um, it just means we have a little bit more time to maybe get some things done and shoot around, uh, you know, give you an opportunity to take a little afternoon nap and those kind of things. I've never been a fan of, of the late game, but uh, it is what it is, you know, the proverbial saying. And to be honest, like for me, a nine o'clock PM game drives me crazy all day. But once the game starts, you forget when you're playing. You don't remember when you played until the game's over. And then you go, oh man, do I have the evening ahead of me or is it midnight kind of deal? So I, uh, I think we'll be fine in light of the circumstances. And as you said, we play so many different game times. It's not like we were in a rhythm, you know, to play at seven o'clock every night and this is going to throw us off. So uh, I think we're all going to be cool with it. All right, we got time for one more for Coach. Hey, I got one, John. That's okay. Yep, go ahead, Jay. Larry, I thought uh, Ian Martinez's aggressiveness was was kind of a bright spot for you, so I was wondering if you could discuss that. And then also how Brandon Carlson came out of that really hard fall he took, and, and if, if he seems to be okay, but just wanted to check on that. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for asking. First, with, uh, with Brandon, he got the wind knocked out of him. Um, you know, and, and convinced me and Trevor, our trainer, that he was fine. And that, that was certainly the, a much better result than what it looked. Um, and Ian continues to play with a lot of energy. You know, I think both he and Pella, uh, a couple of freshmen on our team, bring us some athleticism and some size that we certainly need. And they're getting more and more comfortable, um, you know, in their roles and what they're doing. And and get some hands on balls, I think some deflections and, and Ian's a guy that can pick the ball up, you know, three quarter court and make a guy work, um, which is, it's, it's going to be helpful for us. And he's, he's doing nothing in my opinion, but getting better. It seems like each week. There's Larry Kristoviak with the media after the game. Of course, the other uh, college, uh, after the loss at USC, the other college basketball note is Dave Rose. And obviously our, uh, Best wishes and uh, thoughts, prayers, all going to Dave and his family and his friends. Um, I had the stroke on uh, New Year's Eve. We found out about it this weekend, and it sounds like a really difficult situation. It's going to be a tough road for him, Uh, but he's got a lot of people pulling for him. Man, you can see it on social media this weekend. A lot of people pulling for him, so our our best to Dave and the entire Rose family. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, the best of the Jazz post-game show is the Jazz win big in San Antonio. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Jazz blow out the Spurs Sunday. And right now, it's time for the best of the postgame show. True Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz beat the San Antonio Spurs 130 to 109 last night in San Antonio. They moved to 4-2 and two on the season. Uh, really uh, dominated the Spurs throughout the game uh, and essentially ended the thing in the third quarter. Had uh, multiple times when they led by 20 or more points. Uh, and ended up coming out with a 130-109 victory. They were led by Boyan Bogdanovich, who was terrific, 28 points on 10 of 13 shooting, 6 of 7 from 3, also had 3 assists. Donovan Mitchell with 22, 9 assists and 4 rebounds was very good. Jordan Clarkson with 18 coming in off the bench. And Rudy Gobert only had 7 points, but had 16 boards and 6 block shots. Let's get you some post-game sound. Let's start with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. First question will come from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. It seemed like um, once you guys kind of figured out that that spurt of turnovers kind of midway through the second quarter, like the offense was really flowing. 21 made threes tonight. What was uh, what's your feeling on how kind of the progress came offensively tonight? Well, just, you know, our spacing, when we're spaced um, and we let the game come to us, you know, oftentimes, you know, if they're pulling in to try to play against penetration, if we just make an easy pass, we've got guys, you know, up there in the high quadrant that can make a shot or drive the ball. And then, you know, I thought our decision-making in pick and roll as far as when to get off it early and when to drive it. And we started keeping our feet in the lane too. And, you know, just being, being more precise with the passes we were making. And when you do that, you know, all of a sudden good things happen and you're able to find the rim too. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, I want to talk more about the commitment to defense tonight because you were denying Murray, you guys denied the three and protecting the rim really well. Well, I think just being solid, you know, it's it's defending the ball um, where guys take take pride and stand in front of people. I, I thought in the third quarter they came out of a timeout and, you know, you could tell they just really started driving us. And that's something we're going to see. And, you know, not only do we need to stay in front, but, you know, we, we have to make sure people stay out of the paint where, you know, we can we can uh, we can help. And particularly with Rudy and Fave that can come over and, and alter shots but you know that's something that just has to be in the forefront of our mind and uh, I'm not going to get too excited about it we got to keep doing it Sarah Todd Desert News Sarah you're still on mute Sarah Todd there we go (laughs) Uh, Quinn I know that uh, DeMar DeRozan is one of the best in the league at drawing fouls off guys and it's hard to kind of get around that and keep from doing it sometimes but it seemed like Royce really stuck to the ground and was able to stay low defensively and not fall into that how hard is it to kind of learn to do that and be consistent with it (laughs) 
Well, it's difficult, particularly when you're as aggressive, you know, as Royce is. He's so competitive, um, and sometimes there's a tendency to, you know, to, to have his aggression used against him, as you, as you mentioned, with shot fakes and things. I thought part of it is him having confidence in his help, uh, whether it be, you know, switching late on a drive with Rudy and then, you know, passing DeRozan or whoever else off to Rudy and, and getting on the board. So he, he found a good balance of, you know, his physicality on the ball and, uh, you know, and showing his hands and not getting caught, caught reaching. I mean, that, that's really what it, what it comes down to many times. Next up, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, would you say that this is uh, one of your better performances of the season? I know we're six games deep, but I mean, would you say that in terms of just executing on both sides of the floor, you, you were happy with this performance? Well, we, you know, we played better. I think it's, you know, it's early in the season. And, you know, you know me, Tony, I'm not going to get too excited when we play well. If we play well for a period of time, you know, I think we can see that. But, you know, we have to continue to do the things we need to do to win. Um, you know, obviously we, we did them better tonight and, and we did it throughout the course of the game. That that was the thing for me that, you know, it felt like we we had a presence every quarter and that's not something that we've done on the level that I know all of us want to do. So that consistency throughout a game and then coming back again and doing it the next game and, you know, so on and so on. So that's what we're looking for. All right. Last question, Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Quinn, you guys were pretty good on the road last year too. And now you're three and L. What what have you seen? I don't know historically in your career that allows good teams to play well on the road or, or struggle on the road. Well, I think two things. One, if, if you defend, you know, you give yourself a chance on the road to, to be successful, uh, regardless of how you shoot the ball. And then I think, you know, if you can limit mistakes, you know, ironically tonight, I thought we turned the ball over too much, but we started to find those situations where it was happening and, and did a good job kind of adjusting how we were playing and passing the ball. Um, but those, you know, it's tough to overcome, you know, mistakes, in general and when you're on the road it makes it even more difficult if you turn the ball over and you know th there's certain things that are going to happen especially when you're a team you know like we are that, that passes the ball and plays together you know the more you pass it you know there's chances that, that things can happen but the ones that hurt you or, you know or the, the live ball turnovers that end up in buckets the other way because that puts even more stress on your defense but you know by and large if you defend you know you put yourself in a position where you'll be in the game there was jazz head coach quinn snyder as his team came away with win over the spurs in grand fashion 130 to 109 but you heard coach talk about it they're keeping an even keel and uh, not to get too high and not to get too low let's hear some player from some players now let's start with donovan mitchell first question will be from eric walton salt lake tribune Hey, Donovan, just wondering, tonight you guys had 21 threes, seemed like you were spacing the floor really well, great ball movement, uh, conversely, 20 turnovers. So just wondering kind of how you balance the progress of the former with, with the need to improve the latter. Um, I think, you know, we're getting our threes up. That's what we want to do. We're going to continue doing that. But, you know, you look at the times, myself, you know, what, I had four, Mike had five. Um, I think we really had three, but, like, at the end of the day, you look at, like, 
when we get into the paint, you know, you take possessions where you're thinking, all right, I'm going to go score, and then the last second you're trying to pass. And, you know, that's – it's the unselfishness at times that's getting us, and it's the uncertainty, like driving with a purpose, getting to the rim, getting there, stopping. If you don't have nothing, come to two feet, come to a stop, and just being sure. I think that's a, that's a, where a lot of our turnovers come from. And then oh and then on top of that, you know, the careless ones. I had one at half court, you know, where you throw it, throw it, and I think Johnson came and got a steal, and then there's one where I'm pushing in and doing the same thing. Like those, those are the ones that we can clean up. You know, they're going to be ones we can get into the paint, and you know, you're trying to be aggressive. But the one, the careless ones, you know, the one-handed passes, the cross-court passes, those are the ones that, you know, we can control. You know, because we're doing it out of motion, we're doing it uh, out of laziness uh, in certain instances. But on the flip side, we are making the right passes and the right plays um, to get our threes, and we did a good job of that tonight. But if we do that against Brooklyn, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be, you know, that thing was 22 points off of 20 turnovers. Who knows? that many points that may be so we got to stay locked in for for that coming up next game all right Kristen Kenny Jazz TV Don winning the first game of a really long road trip what does that do mentally for you guys as you go ahead I think it's um, I think it's good. it's good for us. You know the way we won, the way we played. You know we, we kind of got to a lead in the first half, let them go on the eight zero run to come back. Uh, we got to another high, uh, pretty good lead to start the third quarter, um, and then we continue to play uh, play through it and play our basketball. I think that's one thing that really stands out, and we have to continue to do that, continue to be that team. You know we had in the lead against the Clippers, and we kind of let them get back in it. You know I think that's something we're just learning from, just continuing to to push through and continuing to keep a foot on their neck. You know when they're down. And and I think that's what we did a good job of that tonight, and we've got to continue to do that. And it's um, it's good for the, the morale. I'll definitely get the first one. Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Donovan. I know in the bubble there was a lot of talk of a no home court advantage, but is there is that kind of the same thing this season with no fans, or, or is there something to be said about playing on your home court? Uh, I think for us, because we have fans, I think it's something uh, for sure. But I think going to other places, I definitely think, like <laughs> – when the ball was being dribbled out to end the game, there was just nothing, like, it was just quiet. I think that was just one of the weird things. But, you know, I think when we play at home, we play in other arenas that have fans, I think you'll notice that advantage. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still feel the momentum, still feel it. And we're used to it because we played in the bubble. So it's not really anything different for us. Um, but I definitely think there's an advantage for, I think it's what, six arenas that have it, six, seven arenas that have fans. I think that's definitely helpful for sure. Alrighty, uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Donovan, it's been um, – you guys had this kind of um, play on both ends of the floor uh, against Portland. Uh, You had a couple couple stretches of games where you struggled on either side of the floor. Um, What was it about tonight that you guys were consistent on both ends of the floor and that you guys made your presence felt and imposed your will on both ends of the floor? I think it's the us being relentless, you know, man, like just continuing to just find ways to continue to keep, like I said, keep your foot on your neck, you know, continuing to keep that killer mentality on both ends, you know, making it a point. All right, we turn the ball over, making it a point. All right, it won't happen again. Or they give up a run. Are we pushing back and we're not letting them come back? You know, they're a team that doesn't doesn't give up. You know, they're San Antonio is a team that, you know, like we've, we've been up in San Antonio before and they've come back and, and gotten it close. Uh, so for us to do what we've been doing tonight was, was huge. But now 
now it's a matter of where we're doing it again, you know, and again and again and again. That's um, <clears throat> that's where we have to get. You know, it's good to start off this way, and I think we just got to continue to stay locked in and stay sharp. Uh, no let ups just because we're up 25, 30, whatever it is. Uh, we can't have those careless passes. You know, we can't have certain possessions where we take our mind off of, you know, little things. Um, and I think that's one thing I've told you, Tony. Like, it, it's been a, a theme for, for a little, just continuing to stay and focus on what's in front of us and the details, and that, that'll get us through. Uh, Maria Vidal, Tab Deportes. Hi, Donovan. Um, what did you most like from how your teammates were playing today? And what are some goals that you have for the next few, day, few games? Um, I love the fact that we, you know, we're shooting the ball. It's being decisive what we do, getting in the paint, taking shots, taking floaters, uh, shooting threes. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is being decisive um, and just finding ways to continue to improve. You know, we did a, we did a lot of things well, um, but we also did a lot of things that we can improve on. And I think that's that's um, just something we got going to continue to work on, continue to hone in. You know, it's not going to be much practice time. So for us to continue to stay sharp, like I said, and continue to lock in, but shooting the ball, the way we shot it, the way we moved it, the way we got in the paint and, you know, collapse, made the defense collapse. I think was something, you know, that I'm really proud of. And then <clears throat> biggest thing for this road trip is staying on it. You know, we can't have a game like this like we did against Portland and then come back and I believe it was Minnesota where, you know, we, we look like a completely different team. You know, we can't have that. We got to come in. You know, we got a great, a good team coming up in, uh, in Brooklyn. We got to continue to do the same thing and keep the same mindset. All righty. Last question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Donovan, Royce is not really a man of many words, so I'm going to let you talk for him. But, I mean, he ends up with 11 boards, also playing really disciplined against DeMar DeRozan. What are some of the little things that he does that may not show up on the box score? Uh, I think to find a guy like Royce, um, who knows who's a star, like in his role, who wants to be a star in his role, continues to improve every year he's gotten here. Uh, I think that's, you know, something that's that's very underrated, you know, in this league today, I'll tell you that. And especially, you know, he's going out there knowing our eyes. He's checking the – he's going from Garden DeRozan tonight to Garden Katie, the next game to Garden whoever. Like, you know, especially in the West, man, you, you're in the toughest assignment every night. And then also to have that energy to go get those 11, like you said, those rebounds and those boards um he's a competitor yeah uh, obviously he's he's my guy but you know he's a guy that you know every team should want because he's he's relentless he doesn't stop you know he plays aggressive makes every every opponent's night tough um and i think you know for for him just continuing to, to do what he's been doing he provides a spark for us that you know we need you know you look at you know the sun's the sun's game like just the physicality of how he was getting into i know we lost the game but it's the little things that you know we see out of him that really get us going and, and kind of drives us as well because obviously we have Rudy the defensive player of the year but we have Royce you know on the wing making it tough on on guys on, on a nightly basis and you know with that energy that's huge all right we actually have one one follow-up from Kristen Kenny and that will be the last thank you speaking of Rudy we always talk about his defense but tonight we're seeing him just sprint that floor how does that impact you guys? And can you just speak to more of his commitment to running to help you guys out offensively? I think, you know, it's big time, you know, because he's such a threat when he runs. You know, he catches the ball and it's automatic dunk, automatic two points. Um, so that opens up the floor for us, you know, being able to get him to get down the floor, him and Fave, you know, even even Doak um, getting up and down the floor. I think that's just been been huge uh, for us. And it opens up a lot of our shots to make our passes a lot easier, making our angles a lot easier. And I think that's 
something that you know he's definitely picked up on. He did a good job of it in the bubble, but he's doing an even better job of it now. And you know we're going to need that. You know, and he's been he's been doing that all year. He's been a monster all year, and we're looking forward to him continuing doing that. There was Donovan Mitchell, twenty two points, nine assists, four rebounds. Did uh, nitpick a little bit with the turnovers. Jazz did have nineteen turnovers last night, but it didn't seem to matter as they steamrolled the Spurs. Let's move on to hear from Rudy Gobert. Okay, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, what can you say about kind of the the offensive effort tonight, just in terms of, on the one hand, you guys are, you know, being effective and efficient with your spacing and your three-point shooting, and on the other hand, uh, 20 turnovers and, and still some things to clean up there? I think we played uh, the way we want to play, you know, driving and, and finding the open guys. And uh, we got a lot of guys that can knock down shots. And we, we saw it again tonight, you know, when we move the ball and get catch and shoot threes, uh, you know, we're very, very efficient. And on the other hand, we can make sure we don't, uh, we never get too comfortable and, and, uh, and lazy and, uh, and give them the ball on turnovers because it keeps them, that's what kept them in the game in the second quarter and uh, you know against uh, on the night when there's another team that you know is going to play better they, we could give up a game and lose a game like that so we got to make sure that we stay locked in for 48 minutes Right, Ryan Miller KSL.com Hey Rudy we've seen you guys play really well and some games not so well other games what's kind of the secret to staying consistent <sighs> I think as long as we uh, we keep the same defensive mindset and we come in every single night, you know, with the with the with the focus on the defensive end, uh, the offense becomes easy. And some nights we might not make as many shots as we did tonight, but I still think that uh, if we take care of the ball and we play the right way and we get the right shots and we play defense, uh, it's going to be you know. It's going to be hard for us to to give up games. Tony Jones, the athletic. Um, kind of piggybacking off of Ryan's question, what's the key to achieving that consistency? Because Coach said that you know he doesn't want to see it on one game; he wants to see it again and again and again, and so on and so forth. I think for us, it's very important to be aware of it. You know, to come in every single night with a with awareness and uh, and see the way they're gonna guard us. And you know, and we, like I said before, you know, we can we can attack against any coverage. We just gotta make sure that we prepare for it. And whatever comes at us, uh, you know, whether it might take a few possessions to 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 we might get surprised, but you know, we gotta we gotta make sure we're ready to to stay aggressive regardless of the coverage. There's Rudy Gobert, seven points, 16 rebounds, and six blocks for Rudy, who was just terrific once again last night. Let's now uh, wrap up the player sound by hearing from Boyan Bogdanovic. Uh, first question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Boyan, seemed like you looked a lot more comfortable out there tonight just in terms of being in rhythm and, and, and finding shots that worked for you. Uh, what was your comfort level, and how are you feeling uh, overall? I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling way better. We won and I played I played well. So finally, we put it together those those two things. I mean, we started the game 
with uh, with the offense for me I get in a game with the easy two and, and and two free throws so that really really helped me to get my my rhythm back all right Sarah Todd Deseret News Hey, Brian, we saw you with the uh, wrist brace on. Can you just tell us what that's about and uh, is it helping at all? I mean, it's helping me. I really hate to play with uh, with anything on my on my body, any any tape, any any brace, any. But I really I really needed it because my wrist is kind of kind of sore. Whatever I follow through when I'm shooting, so this is helping me and preventing me basically to go all the way in that motion. So it's something that I'm wearing on a, during the practices, but I'm, I really hate to play with anything on the game games. But uh, I mean, it's kind of helping me. So I try today and I might, I might start wearing it until my wrist is it's, it's kind of better. All right, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, right. I mean, obviously it was a big story tonight, but and they only took 19 threes. Uh, how do you guys defend well against our approach to take so many paint shots? I didn't hear you right. Sorry. Can you can you repeat the question? Yeah, just defensively, you guys were great tonight, especially down low. Kind of what was the key to uh, doing as well defensively as you did tonight? I mean, Rudy. Rudy did a great job protecting the the paint. We were trying to to late black with a late switch with with him whenever the, the Rudy gave was on a on the floor. So I think all those trees that we hit in a, in a fast break was uh, was because because our our defense was was on a point and and great. Beside those, I don't know how many twenty turnovers that we that we had. We we, we did a pretty good job defending. All right, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Boy, on your numbers have been really good on the road so far this season. Is that just a coincidence? Three good road games, or, or is there something going on at Vivint? My think so. I don't. I didn't even realize that. I, I was struggling both on, on the road and at home, so it's nothing, nothing strange. I didn't even know that I'm. I didn't know that stat actually. But yeah, when you said right now, I remember that I play well in in, in OKC. So those are just two games, but it's it's early on, so nothing nothing different. All right, and we have time for one last question. This will be Maria Vidal from Tab Deportes. Hi, Boyan. Um, what can this team keep doing in order to improve and continue winning? I mean, we just have to play play the defense the way we played play tonight. We have a tough road road trip, seven games in a away, but uh, we played well last season on on, on the road games. We started well this season. First game, great game, and and, and I hope that we're gonna we're gonna keep defending, and that's every, then everything's gonna open up for us. There's Boyan Bogdanovich, 28 points, 10 of 13 shooting, six of seven from three. Talked about that wrist brace that he wore last night. Uh, seemed to have an impact, and he's gonna continue to wear it until uh, he feels better. Uh, up next. Uh, for the Jazz, they'll take on the Brooklyn Nets uh, in uh, Brooklyn coming up tomorrow. That game will tip off at uh, 5.30. Pre-game coverage will begin at 4.30. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, the Jazz get the blowout win over the Spurs on in New York for games Tuesday and Wednesday. And we'll be right back with what is trending and all the headlines. Stay with us.